1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Welcome to Across the Pond WNBA Podcast, part of the Across the Pond Sports Network. Don't forget to check us out on social media and on our website, atpsports.net. Now over to your hosts of Across the Pond WNBA Podcast, Michelle Snow and James Scott. Welcome to Across the Pond WNBA podcast. I am back after a week's reprieve. After listening to last week's show, I needed a rest after that. I'm sure, Michelle, did you... I mean, that, there was a lot of energy in that podcast, in that episode. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, I could tell. <laughs> I think everyone could tell that you guys were having fun. <laughs> how how was it to, to have two legends joining you last week in my place?
1: I mean... We talk all the time. So it's like it was just like a normal conversation for us because that's what we do. We get on the phone all week, all throughout the week. Um, We have meetings and Zoom calls every week. So we stay pretty connected. It was good being able to showcase that to everyone else and letting them see some some raw, realistic opinions that went all from each end of the spectrum.
0: It really did. It was an awesome episode. I really enjoyed listening to it. And I know that a lot of our listeners did. We got a lot of kind of feedback on the, uh, the social media stuff that we did. Um, yeah. And have you got your shoes yet? No. No, no shoes yet.
1: We got to wait. We got to wait till they drop the, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to call it into existence. The Air soups is coming back and I'm getting a pair, period.
0: <laughs> I did love that, that neither of you had a pair and you were both like, where's our pair? <laughs> Was awesome. yeah, I was like right. I need
1: you to make it in my size how about that let's start there
0: that's that's it yeah I didn't think about that to be honest and then you mentioned it oh you don't even make it my size so I was like whoa that was an awesome episode and two very awesome women who came on and and yeah they they left it all out there we'll, we'll say that much <laughs> right okay so this week USA basketball have been in action team USA and um, beat Serbia so we're heading to the gold medal game now by the time we head to the gold medal game, I have been out one after the gold medal game. So apologies about that. But we'll talk about Serbia for a second. First of all, I'm going to be honest, this was a, a nasty blowout. It was just Serbia were never in this game, never had a a, a jot in it at all. Uh, and it was just, I don't know, it was just Team USA just kind of, it's like they put their foot on their throat and just never let go.
1: Yeah, they definitely put their foot on their throat. They knew what the prize was and what the goal was, which was get into the gold medal games. And they have a lot of pressure on them from that standpoint. Um, from the other uh, point of view and perspective, it looked like they were playing uh, little kids. It just looked like a, a completely outmatched, much bigger, stronger. Yeah, it looked like the big kids just wearing out the little kids but that's part of it when you go to the olympics i mean at the end of the day you have to keep your eyes on the prize otherwise if you forget that and let up that's when someone can come back because you know serbia's euro basket champions they also have some of the highest three-point uh field goal percentage some great three-point shooters so if you open that door they can come back and wear you out so they just took it took it from the very first uh part of the game and defensively just made sure they couldn't get any easy shots.
0: I did see somebody sent me a meme and it was basically the, a tunnel with kind of with the two teams ready to come out. One side you had Team USA, the other side you had like a small girls team. It wasn't Serbia. It was just like a small girls team because that, that, that was the perception as, as to what that like. So the way that you actually said it was, just reminded me of that meme straight away. I do you feel bad for Serbia? They, they they are a decent team they're well organized they're well coached um, and so you have to give them props because mm-hmm. I think they went in there but I think even they going in knew that this was probably going to be a task far too tall I mean this is a team on its way to to winning a seventh gold yeah. medal so and for two of these players it's their fifth. Uh, one thing that I I really did notice was the shooting percentages uh, for for Team USA was humongous. For two pointers, they were like fifty seven percent. I mean, overall, they were shooting just under fifty. It just it was just a dominant performance on both both ends. And Rihanna Stewart has always just produces some absolutely magnificent stuff at both sides. Her and Brittany really huh. work well together inside and it's just so tough for anyone to get anything past them. For you, was there any kind of standout to the Serbia game?
1: Um, The biggest thing was, like you said, uh, Brianna Stewart, you saw her doing the little things to give Team USA a lead, like running in transition every opportunity she got. She was sprinting and she knew she was faster She used that to her advantage and just got easy buckets. And I was like, those are the little things that don't necessarily show up on the stat sheet all the time that make a huge difference because it puts pressure on Serbia's defense to get back. And even if they do get back, you have a little bitty guard that's going to be matched up on uh, a player that could easily play in the post. That's a three guard. And I think that's one of the reasons they gave Serbia trouble is you got Brianna at the three huge player. With great passing, shooting. She's got every skill you can think of. And throwing it up to BG, that's an easy, easy, no nonsense way. If they double teamed her, she just threw the alley over to BG. Um, you got BG shooting 69%. Like people are overlooking that. And she's not in that MVP conversation, but she's stepping it up and playing out of her mind as well. But Brianna has been consistent throughout. Asia Wilson has been consistent throughout. And you can tell that Team USA has um, their mindset. And you see Serbia. They're making great plays. They're doing their absolute best. But the size, when you have someone that big running like a guard, it's hard to stop.
0: A big standout for me in this game was Chelsea Gray. I thought she had an awesome game. She was shooting She's eight, consistent too. 83% uh, from the field. Um, for three throws, she was three for three. She added in some rebounds, uh, some assists. And I think she only turned over the ball twice the entire game. So, And she even... She managed a block as well. I thought that our, what I've seen of Team USA throughout this Olympics is, yes, your Wilsons and, and Brittany Griner's and Brianna Stewart's will play well, but in each game, there always seems to be someone else who kind of steps up as well. So it's not just those three that the Team USA are relying on all the time. And in this game, it was Chelsea Gray. She was that that kind of fourth person that kind of stepped up, which was really, really, really strong to see that You know, this team, I mean, everyone played minutes. I think everyone played over five minutes, at least, minimum. And that was only Nafisa Collier that that was at five minutes. Everyone else was above ten. So that's really important as well because I think it means that when you do go to the gold medal game, everyone's fresh. Like, everyone's going to be ready to go. Absolutely. And We'll talk about the gold medal game a little bit later on. But let's, I've been online and I've been on Twitter and Clubhouse and Instagram, there is, does seem to be a split in opinion. Some people say the MVP of the Olympics is Brianna Stewart and the other half say it's Asia Wilson. Can you split either of them?
1: If we were in a debate and you made me vote for either one and said, you got to defend this one or you got to do, I could do both of them easily. Really easy. Wouldn't even take me much effort. They bring different things to the game Um, they do different things for the team, but they both consistently are back and forth as far as points, rebounds, um, assists, making sure they put their teams in positions to win. They're two young, hungry players that have really become the leaders of this Olympic game, although they're not necessarily always the storyline.
0: Asia, for me, would probably just edge it out. Uh, Brianna has has been absolutely outstanding. So I think it is going to come down to this gold medal game to see you know who has that final stab at it but both have been absolutely amazing throughout the the olympics and you're right like they do totally they have totally different games but it kind of in yep. this team and in this setting it has really come together really quite well. And it's it's really been good to see. I've really enjoyed these Olympics. There has been a few blowouts and sometimes you want to see a bit more competitive basketball, uh, but it has still been for Team USA and what they're trying to achieve, uh, which is a seventh gold medal. Mm-hmm. It, it has gone to plan. It, it maybe didn't go quite to plan for, for the men's team. They did win the gold in the end, but they, they had a, a few trips along the way. But the women have been consistent all the way through. And there's been no doubt that they are well and truly good for that gold.
1: Absolutely. You brought up a great point with with the men's side. It's it's leveling out. Uh, The women's side will get there as well. Um, They have a a goal in mind. It's just hard to stop a team that big and that strong. Man, it's it's tough. You got some of the best players. I'm not going to lie. You made a very great point about um, the blowouts. For me, it was like an uh, all star game, all star versus the Olympic team. That was a great game. The other games, they're good and the team is focused. The The level of competition maybe just isn't there in terms of having the same size players with the size helps. I know at 6'5, I understand how beneficial it is to have that extra, uh, all, <laughs> all that extra energy and inches. It comes in handy. So it's, it's twofold because you do want to see good games because these players have worked for four years to play. At the same time, still Americans, still want to see America bring home the gold, but would love to see a competitive gold medal game.
0: Do you think we'll really get that from Japan? I've, I have watched a couple of the Japan games. No. But uh, unfortunately, I, I do think that, like you just said, I mean, Team USA are just too big, too physical. And I mean, yeah. even the, in the 3v3 the 3v3 japan team did beat the usa i I do want to bring that up it was the only defeat on that record for the usa so you know it's a bit of a blemish (laughs) on the record so this i mean this they might use this as a bit of fuel to kind of be like you know what they beat our 3v3 Mm -hmm. team we're going to make sure damn well that that doesn't happen here
1: i think we're going to see speed we're going to see lots of speed great shooters um you're going to see them scrambling one of the things Serbia did really well against that USA team was rebound with them, getting some of the rebounds that I was actually shocked at and surprised for us to be as big as we are. I expected dominance. So that'll be interesting to see Japan in terms of speed and being scrappy and just giving, making them get back on defense and forcing the pace as well. The The part I don't see them overcoming is Team USA's depth. It, it's pretty deep. and it's good and Chelsea Gray is sixth man over here she is just ready to go like could easily go into the starting lineup at any point in time like that's that's scary
0: yeah it it really is and I think one thing that's going to be evident from probably the start is that if if Team USA just start going straight from the tip then Japan are in for a very very long day we will at Take a break there, and when we come back, uh, we are going to be talking about a move to Atlanta for for one veteran, and also um, some news on the Commissioner's Cup. So we'll be right back after this. Welcome back. Okay, so we have the Commissioner's Cup coming up uh, on August twelfth. Uh, we we'll talk about that a little bit more next week. It is a game I'm looking forward to. Some news coming out from the WNBA about how this game is going to go. So. It is going to be on Amazon Prime worldwide. So I know sometimes they'll cut things for certain countries, like we don't get the Prime NFL game here in the UK, uh, but that's fine because it's a Thursday night game; nobody cares anyway. And then, but this this is actually going to go worldwide. So this is this is pretty big. I do believe it's still going to be on League Pass as well, so I'm set. But they have announced that Lisa Leslie, Lisa Bannington, will yeah. call the game. How I mean Lisa Leslie we've just seen coach she just coached the all-star game and and yeah. now she's gonna be calling the Commissioners Cup championship game.
1: <laughs> I can't wait, okay? <laughs> I cannot wait because I would love to see one of those young bucks complain about a call and get <laughs> a royal introduction to Lisa Leslie she's a beast in her own right. Everyone loves her as a player and as a person. So, and she has such a great personality that it's going to be fun to watch her reference in this game. And just to see the WNBA pulling her more into um, things that go along with the current um, season. I think that's important. And for the fans, they get a taste of the the foundation, the the league's goat that uh, helped start the league, along with Cheryl and Rebecca Lobo and other players. You get a taste of that while wow, getting to see some of the dominant play that we've seen all season. I think it's a great treat for the fans. I'm definitely tuning in, and I'm super excited about that game. That might be the uh, Olympic Part Two game.
0: So the Lisa Leslie, first of all, she was the first female basketball player that kind of came – uh, when I was when I was a kid and um, she was famous on the internet back then uh, when it came to basketball so uh, she is has been for me like a big part of women's basketball for such a long time but not necessarily a part of the WNBA so you like I agree with you like it's good to uh-huh. see her kind of being brought more in yeah. because she is a goat and you know she yeah. She helped create the league and, and kind of make what is today. So I'm really happy that she's she's going to be a part of this. I think it's going to be fun. And yeah, i I'm I'm, I'm that would I never thought about that, but it'll be really interesting if there's like a, a a legitimate call by a ref and one of the players throws a hissy fit and be like, what? And and like Lisa's reaction. Um, I, I, I'm waiting for that. Unfortunately for me, the game is on at 9 p.m. Eastern which means it's on at like 2 a.m. Oh. 2 a.m. in the UK. It is on kind of late, like 9 p.m. Eastern. I would have thought that this would have been more kind of 8 p.m., kind of more into prime time, I guess. But it's 9 p.m. Eastern. I mean, that's a pretty good time because obviously when you take in the into uh, account the other time zones and stuff, um, and the game's in Phoenix as well. So it's obviously going to be a bit later there. But it's going to be an awesome event. And I think it's okay. going gonna, gonna to be a great game between the sun and storm. Like I say, we'll get into it more the actual game next week. But yeah. the fact that it's in Phoenix, I don't know if, if someone should have had a home court here because, you know, get some fans in. Because then you're asking fans to kind of travel.
1: I think fans like that. I mean, when you look at the All-Star game experience and having it in a neutral location – You take away all of the home court advantage, all of that. Period. Show up, bring your shoes, and let's see who's the best team. When you were a kid, you showed up at any park, you didn't care, and you brought your A game. So to me, it allows that, but it also gives the fans a chance to travel um, if they're going to even allow fans in. I know they do season ticket holders so far, so it may not even come down to that either. It's just show up and let's see who balls out. And it's funny you said 9 p.m. because I think it'll probably still have extremely high ratings. As the ratings have continued to go up this um, summer, it gives a chance for everyone to get home and watch that game and continue to support the sport.
0: I think that's important, yeah. I think the the ratings, and I didn't mention earlier, but the ratings have been going up throughout the season, um, right up until the All-Star yeah. game. And I think probably the league, and I know I am – hopeful that you know when the league starts up again proper after the commissioner's cup yeah. that we see that again and we see because i think we've seen a lot of excitement about the commissioner's cup and i think we've mentioned it before that it added so much to the season it wasn't just a normal regular season game it was oh this is a regular season game with something on the line so i, I really hope that uh, we can get this done and we can see it because i I'm looking forward to it, and I think we've got two of the best teams in the league going against each other. So, um, which makes it all the better. So that's, yeah. it's going to be awesome. And I think. It, I don't know if they've got kind of any events kind of going along with it or anything like that, but they've not kind of made any mention to that as yet. But I'd imagine they've got some stuff planned. It won't just be the game. I, I reckon they'll have some celebratory stuff going on with it being the 25th anniversary as well.
1: I think they will. Um, They've been doing a pretty good job of trying to implement things with these games to make it more fun and more engaging for the fans as well as the players. So let's stay tuned and see what happens. It's going to be fun either way. The game is enough for me. I can't wait. I really can't wait.
0: Yeah, it's going to be good. And I think a lot of the players that are at the Olympics just now, and that are going to be playing in this game, they'll have had, they'll be back a little while. So they'll be, kind of they'll have had a a bit of a rest as well um after playing what a game every kind of couple of days out in tokyo so um in all fairness they would need a break because then then they're having to kind of fly back from tokyo time differences and getting your body clock back on us time and stuff so that that must be tough and i know it's tough for me even if i just go on holiday. Um, get try to get used to the time zones and stuff, so um, yeah, they'll get back and they'll be fit and healthy and, and good to go. And I think it, I think it's going to be an awesome event. Uh, there has been a move in this WNBA break, and that is yeah. that a veteran is on their way to the Atlanta Dream. In fact, she's probably already there, let's be honest. Uh, Candace Dupree uh, has signed yeah. for the Atlanta Dream. She's a seven-time WNBA All-Star. And they just announced it last month, uh, just Monday this week, uh, that she is going to be joining the team. Now, we know that the team have had a bit of issues with a particular player. Uh, so, you know, they've brought someone in as, as cover, I guess. Uh, what I like about this is they've not brought in, because sometimes what happens with this kind of thing is you bring in a young player, in actual fact that young player really shines and really does a great job and then they can't get rid of them because they're so good and you know they take over the spot and then that particular player that's not had a kind of good run um they kind of disappear and never to be seen again but we're bringing in a veteran it means that you know that veteran's going to maybe be here for maybe one or two years and then you know, that player can then kind of ease back in if that's what happens. Um, Obviously, that that situation's up in the air. But having Candice Dupree, who, by the way, is also our player spotlight for for today because I thought it was important that we give her her props. Um, She had a 16-year professional career, um, averaged 14.1 points, six rebounds. And she has done so much throughout her career um there's outstanding yeah. now you you'll have played against her i would imagine uh, yes. more than once yeah so what is it like going up against candace because she looks pretty intense even just in in pictures so i could hate to imagine what she looks like when you're gonna go up against her
1: man when i think of candace dupree the first word that comes to my mind is respect She came in after me. um, And one of the things I love was watching her at Temple. And it was some people will say it's an intimidating look, but she was focused. You knew that she came with her mindset on here's what I need to do. I need to focus on this, this and this in order to put this team in a position to win. And she's always done that whether she was in Phoenix with a fully loaded squad, whether she was in Indiana where they finished dead last, she still showed up every night and gave you everything she had. So watching her is just a ton of respect. When you look at her game and the versatility that she has, wow. Like I love watching her play, facing up. She can put it on the floor. She can shoot the ball, but she also has – almost like it's a respect factor when she speaks that people can see how hard she's working and they want to gravitate towards that. And being on the opposing side, I mean, you always look at, over at players like that and you just respect, man. I, what else can you say? And her accolades, her, the length of her playing career speaks to how hard she works and how serious she takes her game. For Atlanta, I think Renee made a, a phenomenal move here. Because you bring in that veteran leadership where you have someone that I'm going to show up and play every night, but I'm also going to bring you along. And I'm going to help if you're willing and you're willing to be led by someone who knows what you're going through and knows what it takes to stay in the league is going to make both players better. And like you said, it gives her a chance to come back and get her spot and to kind of grow up. And this is a wake up call at the same time, because if you don't, this person can legit keep this spot, take it, and they can just bring someone else in. So it's a wake up call, but not one where you lose your spot. Um, and it also gives added depth to Atlanta. I think they need that, that uh, veteran leadership. I think Courtney Williams is doing a great job, energetic, um, having a phenomenal season. Um, you got Tip there, Tiffany Hayes. And it's just like, how do we bring all these pieces together? And you need that leader that knows how to do that, who is one who's been to all stars, played with the best of the best, played on teams that didn't win, who can say, hey, this is what we need to do. Let's map this out and follow me. And she's not going to say that. She's going to say it with how hard she plays, diving on the floor, going after loose balls, rebounding, pushing the floor, pushing the tempo. And it's going to force people to follow you out of respect.
0: Yeah, I mean, I w- I've been watching some highlight reels and that that intense look that I mentioned uh, it, it is like like I am, it maybe isn't intense, it's is probably more focused, but it, and no, intense. It, it just, I just wouldn't like to be standing on the other side of the court. I'd be like, whoa, I'm going to get out of your way. Um, <laughs> Man, that's
1: fun. <laughs> that's fun. Like, hey, let's see who's focus is on. That's fun. <laughs>
0: Right now one thing that she has done that I found amazing is the amount uh, I mean we talk about it all the time is uh, WNBA players go overseas to to make more money. She has been mm-hmm. to Poland, Slovakia, Russia, mm-hmm. China, um I'm like Hungary, like this Rennie, she's been everywhere and it's like Where, like, where in the world have you not been? That that was more like my point. Like, where in the world have you not been? Obviously, she started off. She got drafted by Chicago Sky back in two thousand six, and she won or she made the all rookie team. But she is like a seven time WNBA All Star. Our last one was only in twenty nineteen, which wasn't that long ago. And obviously, she has her she has her ring. She's got her WNBA championship from twenty fourteen, which is awesome. I was kind of shocked earlier in the season when she got released by Seattle. So this, for me, is I'm really happy to see that she's on the team because I think um, she has she has some years in her still um, that she can play at this level oh, yeah. uh, without questions. So I'm I'm i was kind of relieved when I seen this news break that she was going to be playing for the Dream.
1: Yeah, because you, like you said, you're on Seattle, a team that's competing for a championship, which I know, you see the focus. That's that's the end game for her. So it, it has to be a letdown for you as a player to work that hard, get yourself in a position and then be traded. Um, as I tell people, it's a business. Um, it doesn't matter how well you play, you can do all of the right things. I, see, I think Seattle is in a unique place with uh, Noel Quinn as the coach having to say, you um, do we continue with the veteran or do we allow some of these young bucks like Jewel Lloyd and other people like Brianna Stewart to kind of have their moment and play? And are they ready for that? When you look at how Seattle is playing, it was the right decision. And those younger players are ready to take that torch and they have Sue Bird and other leaders in place that serve that purpose. So um, unfortunately for Candace, Um, She kind of got the short end of the stick But she's in a great position And has an an amazing opportunity To once again show um, How hard she is And how much she deserves to be in a position Where she can shine as well Where her worth is valued
0: Yeah, and I think You talked about Courtney Williams And obviously we had her on the the podcast A couple of weeks Mm -hmm. ago And one of the things I said was that you know She's like a ball of energy And she's just bouncing everywhere And I think I think I think Candace is the same but just in a totally different way mm-hmm. and I actually think they will get on really well uh and I think oh yeah that's going to be a good kind of support there uh, for Courtney as well so I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how that works because I think that's going to be pretty pretty amazing um but Candace has had an amazing career even to now um so anything she does from here on I think is a bonus and she's just kind of she's going to enjoy being in atlanta and and enjoy being back in the w and being able to play
1: and closer to home she's from tampa so it's closer to home
0: <laughs> yeah everyone wants to be close to home when they when they when they could turn pro but sometimes it's not always the way and with candace i mean she's oh I, I know. she's played in china she's played in Slovakia. i mean she's played everywhere yeah. so you know she's she's spent a lot when i was going through her resume like she has spent a lot yeah. of time away from home, so um maybe being in Atlanta is, is not isn't too bad for her. Maybe they should just drop a team in Tampa, since there's so many people in Tampa.
1: Listen, bring it, no, bring it. Florida needs a team. Well, we need another. They're dropping
0: team. one in in my second home of Oakland, so maybe they should they should I maybe know. they should drop one in Tampa for you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That would be a ton of fun for um, Florida to get. It's so many athletes down here, and so many women that play basketball. I think it'd be great to have a team here as well to put the focus on that. I know it's kind of a football state, um, but when it comes, women don't play football. So yeah, basketball is the next best thing. So drop drop another team here, and I think Florida's ready for one. I think Miami was a little too much, too soon.
0: Yeah, and and you know what I didn't like about Miami and, and what I don't like about some teams um that will remain nameless is they obviously have the Orlando Magic as the, the NBA team and then they uh-huh. had the equivalent uh-huh. of um uh, the miracle and I just thought I yeah. just thought uh-huh. the names were too similar and I thought like they should stand out about themselves. And I know they're trying to be like one big franchise but I, I just thought yeah. yeah for for me I prefer like the Seattle Storm. Nothing, uh, nothing yeah. else in that kind of region, but like the superstars. Like yeah, so we'll we'll see how that all works, but we will take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we'll look forward to the gold medal game, uh, and our thoughts on that. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, see what's going to happen with these top twenty-five players of all time. Michelle, I'm assuming that you're going to be part of that. So, uh, but we'll get into that in just a moment. Okay, welcome back. So. Top 25 players of all time in the WNBA. is the 25th year the WNBA is continuing to commemorate the landmark of the 25th season and uh, announced plans for a kind of W, the W25 is what they're calling it. And what's really important is that fans are going to get to vote on this uh, in terms of who the GOAT is. And there's a hashtag, um, it's hashtag WNBA GOAT vote, uh, which... Quite catchy, actually. Uh, so you can do that on Twitter if anyone wants to do that. You can also vote on WNBA.com and on the WMB app as well. Uh, now, there's some players that probably pick themselves um, quite easily. But th- this this is going to be an immense group of, of players.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about it, looking through that. Seven, five, uh, nine, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, Wow. I think it's going to be really good because I think just like the all-star voting went away from being voted in by fans, eventually this will too. But for now, it'll be interesting to see who the fans vote in. I think your top 10, like you said, are, they're going to be a shoe-in. After that, it may become a bit of a popularity contest. So it'll be quite interesting to see how it plays out. But kudos to everybody on the nominee list. Um, definitely go and put in your votes
0: and let's see who shows up as the top 25
1: did you say you're who are
0: your top five no hang on first no no i want to know this so did you say that you're on the 75 nominees (laughs) Mm -hmm. well there we go that's my vote (laughs) sorry now um so I, i didn't even realize i hadn't looked at the nominee list as yet so um wow i'm excited so Michelle Snow is is definitely in my top five.
1: <laughs> Man, I want to know who else is in this top five.
0: Ooh, it is tough. Uh, I think I think a couple of them, as I said, probably put themselves. Lisa Leslie, hands down. Gotcha. Uh, after now. Because I didn't get the opportunity because of TV and all the rest of it, I didn't get a lot of opportunity. Ceci yeah. Cheryl uh, play, uh, but I would put Cheryl mm-hmm. in my top five because I've been watching a lot of highlights um, over the last week since you you did that episode. Uh, I would pick Sue. I'd pick Sue Bird, mm-hmm. and oh, that's a tough one. Uh, mm. You
1: got to throw. You- you gotta throw Tamika catches in there.
0: Yeah, I was, I was thinking, Tamika and probably Diana as well.
1: Yeah, I would, I would be pretty consistent. That's about the same for me. One might change, but yeah, when I look at both ends of the floor and playing, I go, you can't leave Tamika catches out of that that conversation.
0: Yeah, and she's just in the Hall of Fame as well.
1: And her numbers, she, I mean, 80, 80, 80. goodbye to everyone on the list. (laughs) I was like, oh my goodness. From the three-point line, I'm like, my goodness. Some of the things she she did was was amazing. And that's one of the reasons I I worry about the popularity vote too, because um, if you're not in the bigger franchises and getting the TV time, that can hurt. Although your numbers may be higher or or better than others. Um, So that's why I said it'll be interesting to watch how this plays out.
0: Well, I think as well, like for me, like I, I even mentioned it before I picked my five, because internationally the WNBA wasn't being shown mm-hmm. here twenty five years ago, I had to go back and look at highlights of, of Cheryl. So for me, wow. um, or and for international fans, they might not have seen Cheryl mm-hmm. play. They may not have seen Rebecca and, and Lisa and stuff. Wow. So, you know, those might not be players that they they resonate with that they kind of grew up watching so Mm. you were fortunate you lived in america so you got to see them
1: good point yeah that's a very good point and we kind of forget that because the game has gotten so international and the popularity is growing so fast that um these players that are playing overseas also are going to have uh, like you said candace dupree's been all over the place and and in certain places where the fan base is huge overseas those gyms are packed out It'll be interesting to see how that even affects it. Like, I would love to see where the votes are coming from country-wise as well.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting if the the WNBA can kind of put that out afterwards to kind of see where the votes came from and stuff, because I think that would be interesting. And I think it would help them see that the WNBA is massive around the world. It's not just... in a few countries it is actually all around the world it's a global global league now so uh yeah i would be interesting interested to see how that looks when they when the the kind of votes are are done and they can kind of take a look back because i'm sure there's some analytics or something that they can do to to look at where all the folks yeah i was
1: gonna say that's qualitative data right there (laughs) tells you where to go (laughs)
0: but Right. So you're in the 75. So, I I mean, I've got one vote sorted. That's absolutely fine. Um, So we'll have to start a hashtag vote, Michelle. Um, Vote vote (laughs) M. Snow. I'm going to need to think of a hashtag for that. Uh, (laughs) Because that's something that we're going to have to start. Um, Now, we will finish uh, on this, on some good news uh, that Team USA... We've already spoken about it, but they're in the gold medal game against Japan. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, we we kind of alluded to it earlier that uh, Team USA have gone up against in stature smaller teams and have pretty much wiped the floor with them. So I I look I know it's not disrespectful. It's just what happens. I mean, <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's just... yeah. Um, so what I what I'm really looking forward to is. Watching the team take the floor, what I always respect um, about at USA is like that before the game starts. Like they're all talking, they're all communicating. And sometimes you look at some teams at the other end of the floor that are warming up. There's none of that. And Japan's one of those teams. Like they, you don't see them really talking in warm ups and stuff. But I've always thought that the best teams are communicating from the locker room to the floor to warm-ups to the bench and, like, game start, and they're always communicating. Whereas a lot of these teams just don't, and I think that's what sometimes lets them down because I think if you can hype each other up, like, from the locker room and onward, then that's what gets you going. That's what gets the blood going. And I, although I've never played at this level, like, even at, like, amateur level in Scotland that I've played at, that's what it's like. If everyone can get everyone going um, and pump each other up, then you know the game's gonna go. You know, it might not. You might not win, but you know it's certainly gonna go more your way. Um, you can put in a good showing. So, for you, is there anything that Team USA need to de- need to do other than just turn up?
1: Control the boards. Period. If you control the boards, you control the game. Because you're not going to get more shots. You're not going to get the fast break. It controls every aspect of the game. And it's probably one of the most overlooked pieces um, to playing the ball, to playing basketball. If you don't have the ball, good luck scoring. And that starts with getting that defensive rebound, which pushes you into transition where we've already seen Brianna Stewart just showboat. Like she is just putting on her uh, <laughs> her running shoes and taking off on people and getting easy buckets. But on the other end as well, yeah, rebounding, um, rebounding controls the game. It sets the tempo and the pace by getting that defensive rebound. You're able to get out in transition where Brianna Stewart is great. Um, you have great rebounders like Fowles, Griner, and Charles controlling the board. So they're going to get her the ball. You got leaders and point guards like Sue who are going to push that tempo and pace. That puts um, Japan on the defensive as well because they got to get back and stop these players that are – Completely unmatched when it comes to size, so I think the boards are where the U.S. can really um, take advantage of the game and get those offensive rebounds, so they can get easy second chance points without having to run the length of the floor to do so, and that allows them to kind of control that tempo.
0: So what we're saying is that basically, and uh, we're recording this on Saturday. This comes out Monday, so the game has already been played. So we basically what we're predicting right now is that Team USA has its seventh gold medal uh, and Sue and Diana go into the record books uh, for having five of those gold medals. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, so, it's a it's wrap. A wrap. Um, <laughs> and on that bombshell, um, we will uh, end out the show there. Uh, thanks so much for joining us um, again for another week. And we will be back again next week. Um, looking forward to that. And we will look more at the Commissioner's Cup championship game that's going to be awesome and then the second half of the season starts so can't wait for that so we will be back next week have a great week everyone you've been listening to across the pond wnba podcast please follow rate and review our podcast and check out atpsports.net to see the guests we have coming up and keep checking back to listen to our latest episodes
1: sports social podcast network